Welcome back to another very special episode of the Film Alchemist Podcast. The show where we look at movies we love. Break them apart. To find out what gives them their magic. magic, magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey. Joined, as always, by my friend, co-host, and what happened to his hair, Chucky doll? Alex Dandino. <laughs> All right, guys. You know the deal. October, Mega Marathon, The Descent into the Horror Beast. 31 days, 31 pods. Uh, today, we continue our jaunts into the Child's Play franchise with the cult of Chucky. But first, a little business, guys. It's official. Your friends here at uh, the Film Alchemist, we're on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Pod. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, guys, you dip you dip yourself into the uh, the waters. Of dip the old your toes waters. in, friends. Yeah, see if it it fixes your humors, all that good old timey medical stuff, and uh, get in. See what we're working on, guys. Then for a little extra money, as you start to climb the Highlander rankings, you get to actually select the movies you want us to talk about. Uh, it's the best way to help the show, guys. It's also the best way to help us help you. Get the show that you want and deserve. Again, guys, that's patreon.com slash film alchemist pod. Uh, for those of you that support us, thank you so much. You know how much you guys mean to us. For those of you who are about to, thank you as well. Uh, go to the YouTube. Film Alchemist is the channel. Make sure to subscribe. You can see video versions of most of our pods there, along with other fun video content that we're always rolling out. You can email the show filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you find us. Help us fight back against uh, those just creepiest of algorithmic therapists. Help us fight them because that <laughs> needs to happen. Um, and we're on all the socials that you guys are on. Uh, we're easy to find. We love talking to you. We'll, we'll see you soon. We'll talk chat soon. all day. All right. Man, just really ran out of steam there at the end of business. All right, guys. Today, we continue our jaunt through the uh, Child's Play franchise. We we just uh, were, were vexed by the curse of Chucky. Were we? Uh, but we made it. And uh, we had talked about, while well, the curse of Chucky is definitely the darkest day in the Child's Play franchise. It is a movie that is boring and near unwatchable. <laughs> they found some things. There are some they things. They found some elements that we actually liked, right? It's kind. Of, it's funny, right? The things... The movies with the things that actually are pretty good, they hurt a little more when they miss. Mm -hmm. Cult of Chucky is a direct response to what I'm assuming is the vitriol that Curse of Chucky suffered, right? Cult of Chucky does the exact opposite of Curse, which is it is constantly fun. They are throwing every idea they can think of at the wall and seeing what sticks. Um... Whereas the last movie said, let's pull out the fun and guts of Chucky and just make a really drab horror movie that's not really very horrifying. Uh, this one got back to the fun stuff of Chucky and then some. What they forgot to do, right? This is kind of the Scarecrow Chucky movie where they forgot to add the brain, right? If we're on our way to Oz, forgot to add the brain in this one. None of it adds up. Hardly, almost nothing makes sense. But it's fun. It's wild. It's interesting. And it has some really fucking awesome uh, scenes in this film. Alex, opening thoughts on the cult 
of Chucky. Yeah, this is sort of like the now that's what I call Chucky movie. You know, like it's like those now, yes. like it's like the now records, but for Chucky, <laughs> like for Child's Play. Absolutely, this is a greatest hits. Yeah. Which Chucky I, movie. and look, it works for me. Like it was interesting. Like, Absolutely, after works. we did the pod. <laughs> I did, so the critic rating for Curse was like seventy six percent. It did very well. Out of what, like four critics? Twenty one. It was a Rotten Tomato score. Like, like, really? It did very well, well. And this is something I like about the horror community: is most horror writers kind of protect the horror, right? Like they're they're trying to find ways to love horror films, which I think is a very admirable totally. quality that we cut we ascribe to too. We try to find the things to right. like. I great. So it was interesting because I think this is immeasurably better, but I think it's also because. It's a greatest hits record. Like, yeah. you know, again, station to station, great, great record. You know why? Because it's all Bowie's hits. That's a great, like, you can't, it's, it's the, it's. Jabuff. Ever, no summer is complete without a Stop. greatest hits of no, Jabuff. You just had, I understand you had exactly to bring it in. You had you to said. bring it in, didn't you? You just had to bring up Jabuff. Oh, because this this movie happens in an asylum, we're all going to pretend we don't like Jimmy Buffett? Okay, I get the yeah, game come you're on. running This on is me. a Decemberist crowd, all right? Everyone knows that. <laughs> you slipped on a pop top and you woke up in an asylum and you're like, what happened to my perfect but Yeah, like to me, this is like, <laughs> this is another, this is another like haunted house bit, which works really well. Like, it, again, it, the last two, because they're like, they're, they're lower budget, they're video on demand. Don Mancini takes all his powers and he's like, okay, I'm just going to put them all in one place. We're going to set design the shit out of it and we're going to let the creeps roam. And that's what we do. And like, it's such a good bit. And then, yeah, like you just have this greatest hits of Chucky. And then you have this like thing he's been trying to do since like, I think I read child's play three, which is like the multiple Chucky thing. And it's, it kind of works for I me, got, man. I got things. I got things about that. Um, I mean, it's it's funny because coming off a of curse, right? I watched these back to back, and I had not seen these before. Mm -hmm. um, before we started doing this franchise, right? I think I had gotten really drunk or high, and I fell asleep to Curse of Chucky once. Um, but you know, that's what that movie's yeah. good for. Sorry, I'm gonna stop taking shots. So do the people who made uh, but, Curse of Chucky, anyways. Right, but this movie starts off, and I remember I'm kind of like, all right, I'm getting ready to take my notes and this and that, and all of a sudden it's a, oh, you like the Second Amendment? And I was like, oh, God, no, what's happening? <laughs> what What is happening? <laughs> and we're at a date, right? And there's just these two people on a date talking about the Second Amendment being a gun nut. And I was like, oh, God, no. Like, why? Like, after, coming off a curse, I had such a little wiggle room in what I was hoping to mm -hmm. see. It took me minutes to realize oh my god that's andy that's grown-up fucking andy barclay yeah and then you're like all right all right now i'm back this is interesting i like seeing where andy's been we go back to andy's home also he lied to that date he is a gun nut um so i'm glad she dumped good him. for him good for her i mean i mean granted if any guy's got a reason it's yeah, him right sure. it's him and laurie strode and halloween so that's fine but he did lie to her never forget um this gets into this amazing fucking beat. So good. So he goes back to his cabin, right? And he has the military sweatshirt. Behind that is a... Because uh, he mentions, they're like, what happened? He's like, justice was had. And he shoots a Chucky. And we're like, wait, we're not going to see that again? Again, I'm getting curse vibes. I'm starting to sweat. I'm shaking. I'm all like, no, no, not again. I can't do this again. 
right? <laughs> it's like the Jumanji, Jumanji movies, as they say, right? Like, how do we get in this game again? <laughs> Anywho, he takes down the thing, and out of the safe comes a fucking massacred so Chucky's awesome. Head. And it's it's kind of this amazing, almost like Walking Dead. It's such food, a cool right? little piece of like little like this is such a cool. Oh. Piece. The the effects are amazing, yeah. and what it is is we find that he has become this kind of isolated loner, survivalist type, and that he has the head of the Chucky doll that came to get yeah. him, and that he shot him in the head. Right, we see the the carnage, mm-hmm. and he essentially pulls this thing out and just gets high or drunk and talks to yeah. it. And tortures it. And when he brings out the blow, because at one point he opens a drawer and I was like, mall weapons? <laughs> right? Like he has that like Wolverine claw that every mall store yeah. that sells incense has. So I was like, wait, what? He gets out a torch though. Well, I thought he was going to, I thought it was. And him and Chucky's. <laughs> at first I thought it was going to be the good guy stuff from the first movie. <laughs> the good guy hammer? The good guy hammer. The world's most dangerous world's most toy. dangerous toy, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, please. Yeah, they didn't show you the good guy's fucking nail gun and the good guy's jackhammer. <laughs> uh, that would have been amazing. Anyway, If the torch had been a good... But Neither anyways, so he starts flaming the Chucky head, right? Boom. Cult of Chucky. And immediately, I just sunk back into my couch and I was, oh, God, thank you. I knew that this movie would be different. I knew that if nothing else, this movie was not going to make the same uh, missteps that the curse of Chucky. Made. Right. That is a fucking brilliant horror movie opening. Yeah. Um, one, because it's so rare that one, we get to see adult survivor horror movie characters and what happens to them after all this trauma. But two, the fact that he has this, this victim, right? Like what if you right. had Freddy Krueger chained up and what would you do to him? Right. It's, it's this amazing moment. And there's kind of a deep, psychosis in this moment right Mm -hmm. it's very again it's one of those it's really a terrifying thought of the life of this guy and that's great by the time we get to the asylum which is very fast um we're we're getting back into the world of curse of Mm -hmm. chucky and i think the kindest way you can say it is that the story of this film is non-existent might be harsh but (laughs) clunky right yeah. like clunky is probably I mean, basically they just give you like the set pieces they give you the set pieces you need like that's really kind of like they show you the rooms they fill the rooms with patients kill yeah it's again it, it again goes back to it's the clue thing we talked about yesterday like it's 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 clue again just in an asylum and everybody's everyone's got their own thing it's and again, I was I was hooked. Like that that opener is so important. Like it yes. It encapsulates the entire movie because like that's the starter. Like you're going to start with this guy, this kid who is traumatized when he's young and essentially is taking it out on a doll which should be wrong and yet you're sort of saying like good for you kid. Good for you trying to like Oh god. The catharsis in that is something that is almost unparalleled. I mean, it in a should not movie. be catharsis, and yet we're sitting here and we're like, "Oh, good for him! God, he's getting that out." Like, it's a very weird moment that works really well and sets the tone perfectly for the rest of the movie, so everybody knows what they're set up for. Right. I think the problem would be right is that that opener is so metal, right? Because it even has like that. 
you know, Skinamax like sunset over the city yeah. and I was like or the moon over the city. I was like, oh, oh But then you're like, all right, good, we're in. The problem is once we get back to the asylum, like one of the, the biggest question mark of the movie for me is why uh our main character, what I cannot remember the character's name, right? Fiona Dorf's character. Yeah, uh, Nika. Nika, that's it, Nika. So why Nika and Andy's storylines never cross and never – because this is the thing. The Andy opener is great. We find out later that Andy took that fucking decrepit face doll to the therapist who's like, <laughs> you should get a job in Hollywood. This, this motherfucker. We'll get to him. Um. It just blows it off. Like, no one thinks it's strange that, again, people are getting slaughtered around good guy dolls, right? Uh, this Sodom and Gomorrah that we've apparently become in this modern <laughs> age. But the fact that, at the end, Andy just is like, I want to be in the asylum, and punches a guy, and then is in the asylum. You're like, all right, they're going to meet up. It's going to matter. I guess you could say they do for a brief second. I thought this was the big miscue of the movie. I would normally agree with you. Like, I would say 100% you're right. Like, I just wanted more Andy. That opener was so yeah, cool. I would say, yes, you're 100%. But the payoff? Pay, I, I, the payoff works. I, I do wish there was a better confrontation between the two of them. Like, that, I think. Right, okay. That, I think. That's what I agree on, too. If there had I'll been more yes. to those two, like, showing up. Because Andy, because this, again, the Chucky, the amount of Chuckies that are just being passed through the mail, right? UPS is an accomplice in this mass murder spree. <laughs> Again, and the uh, the Chucky who has, but that was a great touch, right? His Chucky doll that he stuffed the gun into, yeah. had the military haircut that the creepy barber gave them at the military. Mm -hmm. Beautiful fucking addition, really cool touch. So he he goes in and you know Andy has Adam and rips a gun from his belly. You're like, yes. Stop wasting bullets, but yes. And then it doesn't matter. Yeah. And that that hurt. Because it was really cool to see Andy back. But this is Nika's story. So let's get back to the Nika thing. I actually, I think they did a pretty good job in this. Again, it's like I said, it's literally just fish in a barrel yeah. movie, right? I thought the fish were pretty good for the most part. I mean, I think maybe multiple Malcolm was not used to great effect. There's a couple of moments and it's a Don Mancini thing. You start to realize at this point with like the Britney Spears kill and this yeah. and that he loves mentioning topical things. Yeah. And I'm like, is Chucky when he's in the UPS box, like just watching YouTube all day or what? Well, as we I found mean, out, Zuckerberg yes, and Phelps. Not yeah. only is he looking at voodoo spells on the internet, he's probably just just crushing like mukbang <laughs> videos nonstop. I love the idea that Chucky's just like on YouTube leaving really angry comments that Hannibal was canceled. <laughs> what? Anywho, um, Chucky's behind yeah, the what did you make Hannibal of our campaign. of our inmates? Right? What did you make of these this group of uh, characters? I mean, for me, they're pretty pretty cookie cutter like again it didn't really like n none of them necessarily registered besides nika for me i i yeah the not even the mom eh. i mean it took a long time but when they got to the scene where she was unveiling what she did to the chucky doll and uh obviously her son joshua i actually thought that was great like that's the character they never found in curse of chucky right yeah that, again, is real horror movie shit. 
I thought that was cool that she's just like, she, I mean, dude, you're a parent. When she said he just wouldn't stop crying. And I was like, fuck man, been there, sister. Been there. Yeah. Not well, as no, far like as you, that part. I mean, that's relatable. Good re- character. No, I'm not saying it's not relatable. It's fine. I, I think, I think I'm just so like this movie focuses. So like, like we were talking about, this is like super like fish in a barrel, greatest hits type shit. The one thing for me that it does very, very well more than anything is it focuses very solely on Nika's journey to the inevitable ending. Like, and it's almost like that is literally the only thing, like nothing else matters. It's like a Mack truck blasting through the plot of this movie. Nothing else matters to get us to the end of this movie other than Nika's journey to whatever she's about to. I, I don't disagree. Like, yeah, when, the mother says that, yeah, like, you do have that register. But, like, ultimately, and again, like, the inmates are, I don't know if you call them inmates, patients. The patients are... St- Patient. But I think these are criminally sentenced. Are they? Patients. Okay, cool. So, inmates of some kind. Or at least Nika is. The The lady killed her Claire baby. Claire burned the house burned down. Burned house down. Yeah. yeah, okay, cool. So, either way... I the- don't know what multiple Malcolm did or the ghost lady Right, the old lady who thinks she's invisible. Yeah. Either I gotta say, did you think it was strange that we just go to Nika getting blasted in her wheelchair immediately? <laughs> There's a yes. part I debated this with my wife because I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "Yeah, man, if I'm locked up for like crimes I didn't commit, my family's dead, like I've been through some shit." I was like, "Yes," because in every movie you end up in asylum where you're like. There are shocking amounts of people with abs and that are good looking in this place. Hmm. All right. Like that. That's pretty convenient, right? <laughs> uh, for these asylums. Yeah. So I was like, all right, you you have an oasis. And I told my wife, I was like, yeah, if I'm her, if I'm Nick, I'm like, yeah, fucking beat the brakes off. It. Yeah. Like, let's go to the dumpster or wherever and like just blast it off. Not only that, like she's been convinced like you find out she's been convinced that she's the one who committed all these murders. Chucky's not real. Blah, 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 blah. Chucky was her mask. Yeah. 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 Like that. She was an over jealous. And so of course, it's really sad. Oh, dude. No, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like everybody has their own beat, but Nika's beat is such a, un- like, it does such a good job. All right. Before we do that, I want to, I want to clarify the question for you. So not only does she just get, uh, does she just start blasting with Malcolm? Did you think it was at all cringy when the very next scene he's like, oh, I have multiple personalities? <laughs> that felt gross cringy? to me. I, it was weird. I feel like I'm almost impossible to offend, right? Well, my, my question is like, which personality was going to town? That was like, I'm like, where are we at with that? That would be my. That's what that's weird, though, right? Yeah. It was sad because he kind of sticks up for her in the meeting, and you're like, all right, yeah, she found someone in here yeah, that's down for the cause, right? Whether it's, like, all the way, you know, loyal or whatever, or if he's just doing it for now. Like, she's got someone who's on her side. And when they did the multiple personalities, I was like, oh, that's kind of gross. That's kind of gross. It's (laughs) – I think that th- not to belabor this point, but I just no, thought I'd bring actually, it up. That you bring that up really, really sat weird because I don't, I don't know how, yeah, I don't know. I, I, the multiple personality thing in movies is very like, if, unless you're going to do three faces of Eve, that can't be a character in the movie. Like, well, I was like, couldn't they have had their meat cute? Yeah. 
and then not beat cheeks and then he's just like oh hey i'm you know tv car tucker's carlson i'm tv's tucker carlson now and she's like oh great and doesn't bang him right or like whatever pop culture reference i'm tv's you know fucking steve Irwin. that's what i do today and it's like he's fighting a caterpillar in the corner like you know what i mean like do something like that don't go straight to the sex but then i don't know me and my wife kind of settled on we're like well yeah man if you like this is a pretty sad existence if you can have even a moment of pleasure i guess you would take it i guess i don't know for me it was one of those it's one of those like character beats that's just doesn't it doesn't pay off a lot for me in the movie to be honest with you no malcolm pay that you think malcolm's gonna have an awesome well because my immediate thought like once we get deeper into the movie is like oh fuck yeah dude like this is gonna be like this is like i'm you that's exactly what i thought like i'm like shit dude this is gonna get real man when he comes out of the grave Mm -hmm. i'm like fuck yeah yeah, dude and then yeah it's just not again like if you're gonna have a character like that with that kind of story he they either need to be the main character of the movie they can't be the side piece like you just can't do you know it's funny you mentioned that because i thought there it's way better the way that the hide the soul game finally pans out like after all these movies hide the soul works yes right chucky finally finally got his dumbala's like you've been through enough uh no more pink sock for you but we don't understand yeah, you're on pink socks. You're, now you're now you're in. Your prime but, your prime points have paid off. Yeah, and it, it works, right? That works so much better than if it was multiple Malcolm. Right. There is a strange bit though when she confronts him and she's like, You're just a fucking poser. If did he maybe uh hit it and quit it? Did he pretend to be Michael Phelps a wee bit too much? Was this a ruse? <laughs> a clever ruse to keep himself open for the pornography nurse? Perhaps. Thou doth protest too much? Hmm? Perhaps the Malcolm multiplies too much? Do, do, do I detect a little hint of, you know, trying to uh, have porno nurse and Mika? Yep, yep. The dude, yeah. I think that's what they're telling us. Now now it's not as creepy. Yeah, see, Actually, that's, that's the problem. creepier. Went too far. That that's was, creepier that now. Was the, yeah, it's, I mean, you, you pushed it there, but yeah, it went too far. That's, that's, what, that's what it was. And then he got his. It's fine. He got his. Um, I don't know. I think, I think one of the things this movie does is, again, if you're not really going to have a story, or that sounds harsh when I say it like that, right? But there are, there are horror movies that are a journey, right, to, like, solve the problem, right? Why are we being haunted? You know, why is this happening to us and confronting some kind of evil? Right. This movie is an inevitability film. They even talk about it several times where she's like, you're all going to die. This is what happens. He'll kill all of you and he comes for me. This is what happens, right? We know exactly. The moment you see that pornography nurse, dead. Yeah. The moment you see the orderly, dead. The therapist for sure gets to die, right? We just know everyone's going to get it. Okay, so this, so what do you do then in lieu of what we're not trying to unravel? There's no interesting mystery or questions, no. right? I think they do a really good job of making the characters really interesting. I think you could argue this is the most interesting set of characters we've had since Child's Play 3, maybe in the whole series. I liked all the different psychoses except for multiple malcolm doesn't really work maybe if he's just the creep who's in there that's a little more well i mean they all are this 
mean, they're all kind of this collection of people who we've seen in pre, I mean, not seen technically. They're this collection of like people we've seen in previous movies in the way that like, they all have this, all have this shared, not shared trauma, but they all have trauma that is like shocked their system. It's like all of them are this version. All of their, all of them are this version of Nika, so to speak. So what make like any one of them would be a suitable. We'll get to that later, but like any one of them could be a suitable host. You know what I mean? Like all of them have this, all of them have. I think Nika's fighting is uniquely qualifying for her. Though. Sure, but like all of them are, yeah. they are the like cookie cutter. Cookie cutter is where I'd start with them, but then uh, yeah, as the movie goes on, certainly there's better. Again, it's all a very good. It's a very good haunted it's, house. It's kind of hard to do this because. There's not really like a narrative through line yeah, or arc like, we I, need to follow. We're just kind of jumping. Let's talk about something that um I did not expect coming and I had a literal like <gasps> like a gasping moment. Um Chucky being best breastfed? Wow. That was a lot added in and <laughs> I had an audible reaction to what? <laughs> Because I, I do think Chucky and the mom is the best B story of the film. Yes. Right? Uh, well, I guess Andy and the doctor are good, too. A lot of them are good. This is just a much better version of the movie. Why? Okay, so I know why she's breastfeeding. I don't know why Chucky then bites and makes it bleed. Like, Chucky liking it? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, like... We see that Chucky's actually back to, back to flesh and blood in this mm-hmm. one. So maybe the pipes are uh, flowing again. <laughs> Yeah, I it's I did not know what to think of it to be honest with you. Like that was one of those things where I was just like th- that was another example of this like greatest hits thing. I'm like, cool. So we're just like whatever weird shit has been like left on the cutting yeah, room floor. This is the this is the important thing, right? This isn't as much a greatest hits now that I'm thinking about it as when Rush came out with 2112. <laughs> Where they're like, this is a concept piece of new and wild ideas yeah. that you may not well, be is, prepared Yeah, for. sorry. Okay. It's not a greatest <laughs> hits. This is a B-sides record of like, and like outtakes type stuff. Like when you buy like the deluxe edition of albums. Yeah. And you're like, like Pet Sounds has this like 30 track, like, hey, listen to Brian Wilson, like bitch at his brothers for not being able to hit pitch, that kind of stuff. Like that's kind of how a lot of these bits are. And like, that's the, the breastfeeding thing was like. Yeah, that's in my mind now for the yeah, rest like, of my I'll life. I'll never not unsee that. But again, it's one of those like pieces that you leave on the outtakes or you leave on like the cutting room floor. Like Don Mancini has this idea like tucked away in a box, and he's like, "I'm throwing that in here. I'm gonna throw finally get my multiple Chuckies. Like yeah. I'm gonna do all the I things I want to do." Oh. Yes, I agree. I mean, there is something to it though, because I would say that's just like a why did you add that. But I think the watching her play out the death again of her son mm-hmm. and kind of begging for it to be okay, I thought was really cool. Some right? there, that, yeah. Well, because what happens is when he comes back from the grave, right, and he's in her room, uh, and she just, a mother's love never dies, right? Which is a really horrifying thing for this lady to say who literally killed her own child, yeah. right? And uh, Chucky goes, even when she kills it. And it's just 
there's this weird he's preying on her in a different way than we've seen in the franchise, right? Mm-hmm. She's not just the person who's going to put him in a UPS box and perfectly wrap it. There's something extra going on, and I think the breastfeeding takes it to that. Chucky is strangely in on this kind of role-playing exercise with her, and when she just asks him to like come hug her one more time, there is something... I mean, and that's what that's what I mean, right? Does it tell me an enormous amount? No. But at this point of the franchise, those new ideas and those new twists on how Chucky's doing what he's doing, mm-hmm. this one I thought was really deeply unsettling. Well, I mean, I think what it does, it resets um it resets the depravity meter. I think that's like the really important thing about cult and what cult does better than like what what curse couldn't do is curse is trying to be this because like curse comes out in 2013 it's trying to be this other movie altogether like it's trying to put chucky in the movies that were popular at that time this movie celebrates everything that child's play does but more importantly it resets what makes chucky great which is like it's not a one-liner thing it's not the kills it's nothing like that it's how depraved the scenario is like we talked about this in the first fucking episode of the month like it's insane this should not work at all like it should be the it would be a tossed idea on every level it resets the depravity though to the point where you're like okay like literally anything could happen now in this movie and i would be accepting of its outcome because quite frankly like it doesn't matter like every single thing that gets piled on after that per, for me personally even like story wise, like once we get into the later stuff between like Nika and Andy and all that shit, there's nothing off the table. I think that's the thing that this movie does better than any of the other ones is nothing's off the table in Cult of Chucky because it's it's really yes. this like Don Mancini last hurrah because I think he kind of knows it too. But and I think that's the fun thing though, right? Is while it is depraved, as you said, there is a kind of absurd fun to it right like just watching chucky play the part of this lady's son or when he talks to the lady who's like i know you're not real but i just like being with you and he's like what the hell and he's getting mad like there's an absurd playfulness in it even as it gets dark and i i i really quite enjoyed a lot of that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. right um It's hard to pick where to go next. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the the cults, right? Okay. They talk at a certain point in the film later on. They just start calling it cult, like the cult's growing. It feels strange that he's already just referring to it as a cult. Does um, it? Let's talk about the idea first, because the whole voodoo for dummies joke sucks. That is one of the shittiest moments in the Child's Play <laughs> franchise. And I'm hoping that was Chucky trying to be funny. Yeah. And he just threw that out there as like a dad joke. Um, I gotta say the multiple Chuckies. Come on. No, you, it doesn't you work for have you? Done... Are you saying it doesn't work for you? Or are you saying that it's just, this isn't the right movie for it? There, there's two issues I have with it, right? Because I think the idea of multiple Chuckies is fun. Mm-hmm. I thought they were setting us up, right? 
is that at the start of Child's Play 3 or 2, whichever one, right? Chucky gets melted in the factory and his blood gets mixed into the plastic. Two. Two. So I thought they were going to say that within every Chucky doll, there's a seed of. Yeah, I thought that too. And I was like, oh, this makes sense. Because you start wondering, like, how is he doing this? And there's a small moment where you're like, are they just going to play this? She's actually insane angle. Mm -hmm. All right. That seems far-fetched. You're like, all right. So it's got to be the blood in the plastic. When he's just like, yeah, I can just make perfect copies of myself everywhere. It kind of gets back to the two problems that I have, right? Which is one in the last movie in Curse. The fact that Chucky doesn't have blood and guts and there's no physical harm to him ruins a lot of the best stuff that Child's Play does, right? right? right. I hate that. This serves that same purpose of now there's just like six Chucky. So why is it's devaluing Chucky? He's not special anymore. He's just another Chucky, right? Also, I feel like it kind of shits on this, the biggest idea of the franchise, which is hide the soul. He's not trying to just make 50 other fucking Chucky dolls to go on a reign of terror, right? We've already talked about ad nauseum on this, you know, series retrospective. If he wanted to be the best, just murderer, getting the most body count and the coolest kills, Mm -hmm. the doll's the way to go. Yeah, totally. Especially like a hundred dolls. That's not what he wants to do. He wants to be a person. By seeing him play hide the soul with other stupid fucking Chucky dolls, it somewhat takes the piss out of that moment when he finally achieves it with Nika. I don't to me. Yeah, I don't know if I nec- I can see your point of view. Like, I think this is like this is the catch all for these movies. Like again, like we've talked a lot about the uniqueness of <laughs> a <Chucky>. lot. Like <laughs> Because I agree, like, there is this sort of, sort of strange thing about, like, Charles Lee Ray being unique in his own regard. Like, that's, that is what Charles Lee Ray, that is his, that is, like, Chucky's M.O. through every movie is that he's the one. He's the only one who's like him. So, yeah, there is this, like, level of devaluing, I guess. But I'm not sure it's necessarily that simple. Like, for me, what it really boils down to is from a story perspective, what he's, what it's doing is referencing, I think like seed a little bit by saying like, okay, like this happened. And instead, like this is, that's the imperfect version. Like this is like, this is the perfect version of me dominating the way I want to dominate and not even dominates the wrong word. No, I wouldn't even say dominate. Like what it is, is about him becoming more, so to speak. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it, it's also this weird, like, serial killer, like, hedge your bets thing, <laughs> as we find out. <laughs> he, it's, it's weird because in this one, again, he has to call to Dumballa every yeah. time. So it's also taking the piss out of this godlike being that's just letting him replicate into these dolls. It just, it felt. It takes away the Dumballa, sure. This is the thing, though, too, right? If you're going to do the multiple Chuckies, and Chucky's not special, and being a human's not special, and Dumbala's not special. What did we get out of that? We got one scene where three Chucky dolls just massacre an orderly. That was pretty fun. Yeah, good time. The rest of the way this played out, 
Just because there's a Chucky that needs to do Nika and Malcolm and Andy. Is there no way that one Chucky can do that? Like he's done the entire franchise. No, man. I, I don't think we, I don't think we got enough for what was lost. Yeah. That's the math I would do in my head. Yeah. I guess it's a, <clears throat> this is like the part about what is where it, it's a pretty small fucking gripe in a movie because right. it really only lasts like a couple right, minutes. But we're at also the end. on the seventh <laughs> movie, so like, there's no way, especially fi- like again, finally getting to this thing that Don Mancini's wanted to do since fucking Child's Play two or three. Yeah. There's a diminishing returns quality to it. Like you're like, okay, like this probably should have happened way, way, way earlier in the franchise. The fact that it didn't maybe means that that because like, it does. You're right. Like it. Well, there's there's a logical problem, which is okay. So now he's in a human again. Right. Is he gonna keep making more Chuckies? I don't. I, the, the, there's a whole other like that's this is like the this goes back to what we were talking about the last show is yeah. the goal of Charles Lee Ray. Like, what's the goal of Chucky? Chucky's trying to become a yeah. human again. Okay, cool. That's what starts this whole thing up. He's trying to become Andy. Like he knows he can get away with whatever if he's a kid. He's trying very hard to become a person again. And he spends like three movies trying to figure that out. And then we take this little detour where he's like, I think I'm cool being me and I'm going to find a companion to be like me too. This is the first time. And like again, like this is the first time. And it's almost like he doesn't care that he got up. Like this should be a huge moment in the movie. This should be a huge moment in the franchise. And it's almost like, mm-hmm. All right, cool, done, got it. But now what? What are, what are we moving on to? Like, it's a very weird thing that this is the right. movie that this happens in. You know what I mean? And they they almost immediately kind of kneecap the idea. Because if the idea is, I'm fucking sick of Dumbala oppressing me and putting me, pink socking me into these dolls. Fuck you. Then I'm gonna be every doll, and I'm fucking gonna rain tear. Every household will know the knife uh, via my right. hand. That I like. That I like, right? Yeah. This is different. Yeah. I it just it feels like you gotta do one or the other. Do you yeah. wanna be the ultimate omnipresent murdering doll or do you want to be human again? Right. Well, and I think that's what I think that's the flaw in the logic. That's the flaw in the storytelling that's occurring, is that because I'll be honest with you, I the end of this movie, like when Tiffany shows up. When Jennifer Tilly shows up. Yeah, is is every dog going to try to make their own human? I mean, maybe. But that's maybe like it the, does work. It's but just that's a the weird problem, thing though, is like that, like that ending. Because like for me, the ending to this movie is, and I hate, like to, to me, the ending of this movie is her fucking, her is Nika killing Andy. Like that would be for me. Like I, like, I thought that's where we were kind of heading. I was assuming there was going to be. Well, again, at least something, right? Like I thought there was going to be a. I didn't need you after all, Barclay. Right. You know, like I took everything from you and I would rather leave you here to suffer. Like there's something very poetic about oh, no, that, that being part the is, of the Don Mancini child. Sure. Stories, right? That makes total sense. And again, this is the completion of a story between Andy and Chucky. And that makes total sense. Like that works for me. It's just played so it's fast. It's just played right? very fast. And then it ends with this really weird stinger. Like, and I'm not even talking about the post credits thing. Like, I'm talking about like, like when she yeah. walks up to Jennifer Tilly, she walks up to Tiffany, and they like kiss. Which I was just like, 
all right, again, like I'm at the point I, I've already seen him breastfeed earlier. Like I'm at the point where literally anything's going to like, <laughs> there's nothing about this that yeah. seems weird to me. But what, like yeah. that wasn't the part. Chucky is down for everything. It seems. <laughs> what it was though, was that again, like, and then you see the Tiffany doll in the backseat. Why, why is the Tiffany doll in the why? backseat? It's one of those things where like, why are we doing this? Where like, I understand the multiple Chucky's thing. I understand the want for that, but like, it, it, it just oh you think that was a multiple tiffany's thing well I, I don't know like but then also there'd have to be multiple human jennifer tillies well my thought that's like there's just like this is like going to do you think when they're all laughing in the car at the end it's just don mancini like you stupid bastard stop talking about plot yeah and canon I mean, just maybe. enjoy the ride like this is like this is like the fucking this is like that fucking Harry Potter shit with the Horcruxes. I'm like, guys, there's just way too much. Like, this is a weird thing, and it also like it. You guys had a narrative idea, you blown it out of proportion, and now it's just creating more holes than it's solving. Yeah, like I mean, again, it's one of those things where it's like Don Mancini's banking on the fact that we've seen now the completion of a storyline, which is Andy's life, essentially. That now yeah. we're not going to notice the fact that he's like blown the doors off the entire narrative by like giving Chucky a body. And then on top of that, not only that giving Chucky a body, giving, giving it, giving Tiffany the, like giving him a partner in crime. And then for some odd reason, there's a Tiffany doll. Like he's banking on it. Just being like, Oh, cool moment. Yeah. And it was the moment yeah, I saw the doll. Man. I was like, yeah, but then the doll didn't get a beat and it made me sad yeah. again. It's a very weird I don't know. Thing. I think this movie suffers a bit. I mean, you brought up Harry Potter, right? Harry Potter is a great example of a lot of people who read fantasy have issues with Harry Potter, right? Because it's one of the worst magical systems ever created by any author, yeah. right? I, I've read all these things about why are there why waste time building flying cars when you can just teleport? Mm -hmm. Totally. Why are you traveling in fire when you can teleport, right? Or, you know, why, you know... Do you have this and that where people can shapeshift? That should matter more in the yeah. world. You know, there's time travel. That should matter. Like, you know, all these giant magical things that you're like, all right, well, if you extrapolate that out past Hogwarts campus, this going to be problems, yeah. right? This going to be big well, old problems. But, and that's exactly what happens is like past the doors of the asylum, there's problems. Like it, And that's true. I mean, okay, so let me – let's bring this back a hair, right? Because, again, I, I do think it's just clunky across the board. But, again, always fun, always interesting. The one moment of this movie that's just real, real bad, like shockingly bad, that made me, like, ooh, hurt inside, was when they – I called it the Chuck E. Cheese nightmare, <laughs> where it was the giant Chucky who looked like a Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> uh, mascot, but, like, glitching. Yes. That was so – yeah. So again, this goes bad. back to like, but neither here nor again, there because most of it's, it's good. again. This goes back <laughs> to the outtakes. This is the B sides, and like you know, it's like any other B sides record. You're gonna love like four or five songs, and the rest of it's terrible. Like it's like oh, They're like this is really experimental. It's like, like oh, cool. Like that's why it was a B side, guy. and that's why we never fucking heard it. Like again, okay, <laughs> Sergeant Pe like Sergeant Pepper's is like Sergeant Pepper's re release is amazing. <laughs> It also has like takes like forty five and thirty seven of uh, Strawberry Fields Forever. Like, man, I'm glad that was not the take on the record. Like, there's yeah. Well, it's like my friends that try to convince me that like 
they need 85 versions of Dave Matthews songs. Yeah, people who did. And you're this, like, I'm pretty sure the best version made it onto the record. They sold that millions of copies. That is a perfect summation of this movie, honestly. <laughs> like, that is, like, I, 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 like, if you went to college in the Midwest, more than likely there was one guy on your floor. I'm actually, I'm, I'm still friends with him. The person who was on my floor literally every day woke up and downloaded the live set from the latest Dave Matthews show. And you're like, and I, I at one point I'm like, yeah. dude, you have like 20 gigs of Dave Matthews songs. It's the same show every time. He's like, well, sometimes it's a little bit different. You're like, no, sometimes that's all. Sometimes you need, that's man. all you need. Just a little bit different. Just, no, but okay. There are two major things we got to get to before we wrap this up. Um, we see the most shocking display of Dumbala's power in this film. Yes. And we've talked a lot on this series, probably more than most podcasts that would talk about the child play franchise. You and I specifically have really gone down a Dumbala rabbit hole. Um, this is the most shocking abuse of Dumbala's power. So not only does he allow Charles Lee Ray to take over this woman that he's victimized, he, killed her family mm -hmm. twice um has just led her to misery he is the reason that she is born uh with her her she's the reason she's a paraplegic yeah they say something like the knife hit her in utero something like that yeah the, ne like um, the knife he stabbed her mom with hit her in utero so she can't walk yeah yes so this is a lot right yeah so dumbala lets charles lee ray take her body not only that, Dumbala heals her body so that she can fucking walk. And apparently unatrophies her legs so that she can stomp, stomp that, that guy's fucking head. head wide open. Yes. Which that's one where I think we're all like, hail Dumbala, yeah. good for you. Dumbala, you scene. merciful God, um, good for you. Yes. This is one of those things that just happens in the movie and we don't really acknowledge a lot i was screaming at my ts like dumbala raids chaos raids uh this is the first time we're like dumbala we thought that he was torturing charles lee ray it seems like perhaps this was a you know the 12 labors yeah. of hercules Do you think thing. He's he now just had to prepare charles yeah, is are you saying for the that ultimate next perhaps step? charles lee ray is Dimbala's avatar on earth oh yeah. yes i could oh, buy yes. that yeah i mean this is this is a shocking abuse of power from a deity in a modern era where deities don't do miracles they hide mm -hmm. from us usually because they don't exist this is Dimbala just dropping his sack on the table <laughs> just that big old like you're gonna need a carpenter to fix this desk set of nuts and just saying, I will take this victim and I will heal her body just for you, Chucky. Yeah. That is a fucking wild way to wrap up the, the you know, odd couple story <laughs> of Tabala and Charles Lee. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, th I like that because we have like gone through all these movies talking about just like what a fucking gauntlet he's put him through. But again, Don Mancini is a great writer. He pays off really well when you think about it because he does really he well. very much. This is you're right. It's the it's the labors of Hercules. It's Charles Lee Ray proving himself worthy of being the physical avatar. What started? Yeah. What started as a white appropriator being punished and mocked and humiliated. 
<laughs> now he's taking the yeah. throne. He's taking the fucking mantle. I, I thought that part was stunning. Yeah. And also, I thought it was really cool. It is. Watching Fiona Dorif. Yeah. Do that, her that is That's, that's, that's fucking, fucking cool, cool man. man. That that made me smile. That's a so really cool like little and chef's she's kiss for great. the whole thing. She's fucking She's awesome, by she's the way. She's so good. And I hope I know she was in Tenet, I read. I didn't see Tenet, but I heard she's in Tenet. So hopefully she she's is. gonna uh you know be in a lot of stuff. Because I think she's fantastic. I'll have to watch Tenet again, maybe. Um yeah, and this is kind of the the end of the Don Mancini Chucky. Again, we have the TV show. I don't know enough about that to know how I that's going to fit trailer, with this. Cool. Or... Yeah, I mean, I'm super in. I'll be there day one. Um, but I think it was cool that seeing her do her dad and wrap this up, and she almost is dressed like Charles Lee Ray. Yeah, at the yeah. Start of the first one. I thought Got that the was the jacket really cool, and all that man. shit. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, it it that's beautifully done fan yeah, service. I think. I think. All right. We got to talk about it because we made it the whole pod. Let's see. I got my Chucky e. cheese joke. In. Yeah, we're good. Um, <laughs> this fucking psychiatrist. Oh, my God. I mean, this motherfucker. I don't know how we made it this long without oh doing this. Oh, my God. This is a great horror movie sub character. Like, this is great. He's the worst doc. Terrible. I mean, he's the most great. garbage psychiatrist of all time. Like, it's worse than, like, well, I think you know that the whole movie, and when it pays off, you're like, oh, finally, now it yeah. all makes sense how he's the worst therapist ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, <laughs> it's such a straight, yeah, he's like the most despicable, it's this like wonderfully despicable character, I, I adore. Yeah. He's abusing these women, he's hypnotizing them, he's. Yeah making them the he's putting them underneath fake evidence so he can control you're like they unroll a lot like of possible all the crimes. way terrible like there's no yeah. redeeming quality to him so yeah like the payoff is the payoff is supreme and it's one of the he's fucking vile yeah. he's a vile sack of shit and he plays it really well who's that um, actor I he's so re- good at being just an absolute I creep d- you know i don't remember names but yeah he's fantastic i thought the recurring motif that i love though because it happens twice where you're like dude stop buying heavy fancy whiskey yeah, bottles. jesus christ where chucky just cracks him over the back of the head and he's like jesus christ i don't know whether to be repulsed or to take notes he's like <laughs> you know like even chucky is judging yeah. the shit out of this doctor who's got this red shoe kink and I mean, just like, I mean, he's, he's doing these horrible things to her when she's under hypnosis and she can't all even the way remember. terrible. It's, like it's, I mean, even Chucky takes pause and is like this yeah. motherfucker. Chucky's like it, when, and I can't remember the last, I don't think it happens in any of these movies where Chucky actually stops, steps back and goes, Jesus Christ, that is not right. Where he literally, he's like, I just can't with yeah. this guy after he did his whole, like, it's going to make a hell of a book. Just this piece yeah. of shit. He's Ugh. the world's most despicable character. Like I think he might be like we've yeah. talked about like absolutely irredeemable assholes in these movies. Like not just these movies, but like every movie we've talked about on this pod. I think he might be the top three, two, sorry, probably two top two worst people we've ever watched in a movie. That's a, that's a tight race. There's a lot of bad. There's people, a lot of right? sacks of shit in that. 
He's in the club. Oh yeah. He's he's in the VIP baller lounge. He's in the, absolute. Yeah, he's in the Delta Sky of Club shit, yeah. of like being the absolute piece <laughs> of shit on the way to Dude. just like. I thought that was so awesome though of Chucky just being like gross. <laughs> yeah, gross with that this might guy. be one of my favorite. After all the shit we saw, Chuck he just finished doing a throat rip I on the mother. That. Oh my god, he's so drilling cool. people's eyeballs out, and then he's like, "Ooh, this yeah. guy gross." Oh, god, <laughs> that I forgot. Yeah, that is like my favorite line of the movie. He's like, I don't know whether I should. I, I got to take notes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I thought I thought the doctor was pretty awesome. It's pretty good. Uh, it was a nice it was a nice reveal. And again, it just leads to that when he gets his fucking face stomped. So, I mean, it is, it, dare I say, an orgasmic release of pent up hatred uh, that was just delightful. I fucking. All right. It's so we, we talked about the doctor very briefly. Right. But let's just wrap this up, man, because this is. This is the end of we we still have the reboot, but Don Mancini, you know, there's a lot of stories lot of about how that went south, right? And uh, you know, he didn't have the say in that one. Um, so this is kind of the end of the Mancini child's play that we've seen, and I I mean, everything great in this franchise spawns from him, right? Um, what did you make? Was Colt a, a worthy way to say goodbye? Which it's not goodbye, the TV show's back. But there was a time when we thought this might have been it. Uh, I actually do think this is a great send. I mean, this is a great send off. I the I agree. The ending not being my favorite, um, with like Tiffany and the doll, notwithstanding, it's still a great send off. Like the beat, it's it's just fun and the weird. beat still rings true, and that's like the power of Man. that's the power of the movie itself, and that's the power of this franchise. Is like the beat makes absolutely no sense like from a logic standpoint from a storytelling standpoint you're like what the fuck is happening at the end of this movie but the image and the laughter and the ending is so crisp and so good at the same time you're like i have to bow down and say like shit dude i'm in yeah her doing her dad brad dorf right the laugh the the swagger Jennifer Tilly had to be in this. Yeah. And I would argue, I mean, she almost has to be the closer of the last Don Mancini child's play. Not the last. We're getting the TV show. Sorry, I keep forgetting that. And, you know, just seeing Tiffany again, it's just a, a nod and a wink to, again, I think this franchise, it always defaults to interesting, mm-hmm. right? Whenever Chucky felt like it could have been a one-joke movie, and that wouldn't have lasted very long. Yeah. It always found a way to twist and turn and be interesting and give us new perspectives and lensing. And I think this movie, yes, this is kind of the experimental. Here are just ideas. There's no real attachment to anything in this film, right? A little bit of attachment to, like, Andy from the past. I don't know that they did a great job. A little bit of attachment to Andy. The mother, you're right. She's got some. I mean, yeah, the mother has a very heartwarming story. Nika, I think, was great. Mm -hmm. I don't think they did a good job of ingratiating us right because it felt so inevitable like Mm -hmm. you're saying but again she was fantastic right right? it just this movie is constantly just fun and paying off fan service and again chucky felt like chucky in this one again and that was awesome to see and then to see the hide the soul and dumbala's fucking reign of chaos begin i thought that was cool like that that would be my default i'm like is this the pinnacle of the series absolutely not is it fucking cool yes this is a cool movie and i enjoyed watching it it's a closer 
Coffee's for closers. And I'm I'm fucking glad Don Mancini's getting Me another too. run. I'm excited. To I think see what, what else he did got. with the Child's Play franchise is very special. Agreed. I'm excited for what he's got coming next. That's it for Colts of Chucky. We made it, guys. Well, no, we didn't. One more, and then after that. We got to finish the 31 days of October, the horror movie Mega Marathon, our headfirst descent into the abyss of horror. We have so many great guests. So many great guests. Two Patreon-exclusive episodes uh, that our patrons have voted on. Guys, on that note, reminder, patreon.com slash pod. Guys, you can vote on the patron-exclusive movies. You can access them. And for a little bit of your dollars, your hard-earned dollars, we understand that. We appreciate those of you who help us out. You get to actually pick the movies you want to hear about, guys. So, again, patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod is the best way to help us give you the show that you want. Um, Film Alchemist is the YouTube channel. Filmalchemistpod at gmail.com is the email. Rate, review. Find us on all your socials. Join us tomorrow as we reboot... Uh, Chucky and Child's Play. Not wildly popular with fans in the horror community, it felt like. But I think a movie that has a lot of merit. Agreed. I think it's a really good uh, reboot, especially I'm compared to I'm excited to, to hear what you guys have reboots. to say about it. That's right. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. We know it's a lot of episodes. We appreciate. Stay tuned. Tell all your friends to join the fun. Shares, retweets, all that great stuff. For the Film Alchemist, I'm Josh Green. I'm Alex Tandy.